0: envelope building fund Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the an of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first, and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Then, what we've been taught coming up. Now, write this down God is as sovereign as his word declares. (laughs) He's as sovereign as his word declares. Now, did you remember one of the definitions I gave about his sovereignty that God has no limitations? I want to correct that. There's only one limitation God has. <gasps> There's only one limitation that God has. You listen by the radio? There's only one limitation God has. Write it down His Word. <laughs> Somebody, this is God. Let me show you. God is limited to his word. He cannot go back on his word. Oh hold up, you're not, you're not here. You're not, I, must not be te- I must not be a good teacher. I gotta go back to Bible college. That's his only limitation. He will not violate his word. Whatever God says, look at Adam, look at Adam. Adam, you may eat of every tree of this garden. I'm in Genesis chapter 2. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you can't eat that one. Adam ate it. Well... Adam, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. Nope, too late. Of course, Adam ate it. He was disobedient in eating it. But God couldn't change the consequences. Why? Because he already spoke, if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. How many of you understand what I'm saying? God is limited to his word. He, he, He cannot, his sovereignty... In God's sovereignty, his sovereignty, amen, uh, he is as sovereign as his word declares. He's limited by his word. God will never violate his word. Whatever, write this down, whatever God says becomes law. Why don't you get that down? What did I just say? Say it out loud. Whatever God says becomes law. Say it again. One more time. Whatever God says becomes law. Now put a hyphen right there. And write this down. Not just to creation, but to him. (laughs) See, I'm talking about the integrity of God's word. So once God says something, it doesn't just become law to you. It becomes law to him. Because if he changes his mind about what he says, he would cease being... So when God opened up his mouth and start talking about you blessed in the city, you blessed in the field, you blessed when you go in and blessed when you come out, all you got to do is just hearken diligently to the voice and to my voice, and all these blessings shall overtake you. Oh, you. What, what you say, God? Come on. How many of you need a healing in your body? Isaiah 53, verse 5, He said he was wounded, our transgressions, he was bruised, for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. With His stripes what did you say, God? We are what? We are Hallelujah. God is a God of integrity. He can't. He can't go back on that. Oh, I hear you, got Psalm one twelve. Psalm one twelve. Put it on Psalm one twelve right quick. Verse one. Psalm 112, I hear you, Lord. Yes, yes, I hear you because some of you have been struggling with your finances. But look at what Psalms 112 verse 1 says, praise ye the Lord. What you waiting for? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Blessed is the man that feared the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. Verse 2. Glory to God. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Keep it going. Verse 3. Wealth and riches. What you say? Wait, wait, God. What, what did you say, God? Wealth and riches shall be in whose house? Oh, I'm a volunteer. I'm a participant of that. So when God said something, It becomes final. It becomes law. And God is limited to that. If in other words, if God didn't say it, He's not responsible for it happening. But if God spoke to you and said that you were going to be rich. And that you would be the head and not the tail and that favor would profusely abound in your life, then God is responsible for making his word come to pass in your life. I'm sorry, I didn't kick you, but I slapped you. I had to (laughs) touch somebody and say, my God is a good God. So, don't, don't ever go around saying Well God is sovereign He's going to do this What He's going to say You know he, He's just going to do it Well you know Do you know the word Because the word will work When you work it And understand that God is limited to that And if God said it Then his hands are tied to it I can't change my mind I've got to do what I said I was going to do for it. I can't change I, They gave They sowed seed. I've got to release the promise for their obedience. I can't change my mind. I told you to start the church. You started the church. Only $50 in the account. I can't help but to bring the manifestation of what you started. Amen. Because God is faithful to his word. Come on, let it out. A good shout. Woo! <laughs> so God is sovereign. But in his sovereignty, his perfect will says, I want, I want my word to manifest. But if you choose not to let God's word manifest, but you rather have your word or somebody else's word... Well, you are responsible for the consequences. God is only responsible for his word. Amen, somebody. All right, so that's number one. Number two. Number one, again, is God is sovereign. Number two, God is the source. Say that. Say God is the source. God is the source. Again, we're, we're teaching the integrity of God's word. And I'm really, really showing you the fullness of what integrity is all about. God is the source. Now, I've, he- I've heard in uh, numerous messages of- about God is the source, read scriptures. But I'm telling you, what the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit yesterday became revelation. Because how many of you know God is your source? Yes. Is he your provider? Yes. Is he your healer? Yes. Is he your deliverer? Is he your savior? Is he your sanctification? Is he your peace? That means he's everything you need and everything you desire and everything you want. He has your needs, wants, and desires all in him. All things come from him, flow through him. He's my source. Okay? But some of you, that's just head knowledge. That's not heart knowledge. That's not revelation knowledge for some of you. For some of you, it is, but now for some of you, still working on it. Because the moment somebody don't deliver, oh, it got quiet in this Holy Ghost. Just let your boss start giving you that raise. See how people cut up and start cussing. And, who's your source? Can I tell you? Something? God may have stopped or allowed the boss. To not release that raise so that God can show you there's another avenue, another channel of blessing that he wants to release in your life. Tell somebody, say, God is my source. Is my source. Not, my not my job. Oh, you didn't say it. Not my, job. not my job. See, my job is just an opportunity for me to tithe. Yes, right. And so, see, that's all you're working for. You're not working to get rich. That job can't pay you enough. That's so you can tithe. Why? So that you can keep the windows of heaven open over your life. So you can sow seeds. So when you get that check, you bring your tithe and you bring your seeds so that God can open up some new doors for you and bless you in places you never even thought about. (laughs) Woo! <laughs> Somebody got to come get me. Hallelujah. Now, here's another thing about God being the source that many of you haven't considered. God, write this down. God is my reliable source of information. How many of you have ever had people give you wrong information? <laughs> When I was teaching, I used to correct my students all the time. They would do things I never instructed them to do. And I would tell them, why did you you do that? Well, Mr. Barton, they said... Stop right there. Who's they? Well, they... who, Who Was it Mr. Barton that said it? Was it the principal that said it? Well, no. They said... See, here's how so many people are confused. They are so bent and so focused and so engrossed with what they said. See there's something in the corporate world that you call a man hearing it from the horse's mouth. Come on. That gives it validity. And some of you are going around talking about where they said this and they said that. That's why you all messed up. That's why you all jacked up because you're so concerned about what they said. <laughs> Let me give you some Bible. Let's go back to the garden because Genesis, Genesis patterns everything about our life. Let's go back to the garden. Adam disobeyed God, right? Okay, let's trace his disobedience. When Adam sinned, the Bible says, first of all, Adam took out running, he and his wife, for fear. Because fear, when you sin, fear makes, sin makes you a coward. Sin, sin, sin makes you lose your place. You don't have confidence when, you, when you're walking and living in sin. You don't have the confidence that you need. You're scared. So, <laughs> the Bible says God was walking through the garden to the cool of the day. And, and, and God said... Adam, where art thou? Isn't that what he said? And Adam started giving excuses. Well, Lord. Well, I was naked. We sinned and we were naked. We became naked. And so we hid ourselves. Here's what God told them. Let's thank you.